This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back to this episode of Rockcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with Spark Development Network, where you get an update on what's new and fresh and what's coming soon. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo. And beyond that, we have a huge list of things to talk about. 2019 has just started, but it does not mean we're getting off to a slow start. There is a lot going on. Well, this is a special podcast, too, because this is the Emily birthday podcast. So, I mean, random things could happen. Uh, thanks, everyone. That's great. Thanks. That's exactly how I wanted to kick this podcast off. So. Nick's going to close out with a solo happy birthday, so be prepared. <laughs> we'll see about that. Feel free to opt out of that one, Nick. But but truly, happy birthday. Yes. Thanks so, so much. <laughs> All right, let's get down to the actual business that people want to listen to and hear about, which is not my birthday. Um, I don't know about that. Okay, so... Let's talk first about the new commitment process for 2019. So we closed the year out pretty strong. I know the last update we gave you on pledges was looking a little bit shaky. Um, We still didn't quite hit the pledged number, but we did come in in the upper 90 percentile of uh, people who made good on their pledges. And we still have a couple checks that are on their way. So a big thank you to everyone who went above and beyond Um, sometimes a a dropped credit card payment happens mid-year or something. So it's good to know that people will circle back and and make good on that. We have a a pretty great community in that regard. But our our system for 2019 is a little bit different. So rather than having what we call a pledge, we're talking about an an annual commitment. And that can run on any giving cycle. So it doesn't have to be... um, the 2019 calendar year, if your church's giving cycle, if your if your financial cycle is on a June to June, then that's no problem as well. What you're basically telling us is in any 12-month period, this is what we're committing to, and this is the, the way we're going to break the payments out, if it's monthly or quarterly or whatever makes sense for you. It's a little bit easier to understand based on what we've been told. So that is available um, on your profile on the Rock page. You can log in there if you have administrative rights and set your commitment for 2019. If you don't have one there, we'll probably be checking in with you if you're running live on Rock because knowing your plans makes a huge difference in our ability to grow, expand, and commit resources to projects. And as you'll hear here in a few minutes, there are a lot of projects that need resource commitment, and we have some exciting growth going on too. So do think about as you're planning this year, Share your plans with us so that we know um, what to work on ourselves. That was kind of a long way around that topic, but it's a really important one. And we have a really awesome, responsive community. So um, I just wanted to make sure it was clear since we're changing it up a little bit. All right, let's get an update on where we are with our current rock version and what's coming next. Well, we just uh, kind of pulled the trigger on 8.6. So it just went to alpha. So our alpha team has already been uh, informed. Uh, they'll be test testing will be underway by the time this podcast actually comes out, um, hopefully today. And then we'll have about a two week alpha test cycle and then followed by 
one or two weeks of beta testing, and then it will go to general release immediately. Because it's it's mostly bug fixes, but there are a few little gems in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like there's some integration uh, features that help integrate with other systems. Yeah. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag if well, there are any cats. <laughs> well, not any cats. I, I mean, I think even just having this new API that it helps you export data out of Rock. Um, it's useful for a lot of integrations that people will be doing in, in some way we don't even know that people want to do. So it's really a cool API to do some exports. And, uh, boy, there, there's just a whole bunch of bug fixes in that product, uh, 8.6. I don't think I have a list uh, though off the top of my head because it's kind of been a while. I think yeah. we, we last did this in um, the beginning of uh, December, but that means we had started 8.6 early in November. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a good update, a good mixture of bug fixes and a few little new features to tide you over. That sounds exciting and coming soon. So uh, John, tell us a little more about what the core team's working on right now. Wow. That's going to be a hard topic because we're (laughs) working a lot. So we just finished up getting ready for the 8.6. There's some exciting new features though that are going into to nine that people have, have come to us and requested and, and help fund. A couple of the more exciting ones, although there's a lot, and I'm sure I'm going to miss some, uh, one is called SMS Conversations. So to date, if you wanted to have a conversation through Rock on SMS, on texting, you had to go from your phone and it would go back and forth between their phone and your phone, and Rock kind of proxies that. That's a really cool feature because you can be anywhere at any time and have this conversation and it looks very natural and fluid to the to the um, attendee or, or member. Um, but, you know, we, the request was made, hey, we want to be able to also do that from the Rock website, from a block. And so we created this block. It looks a lot like, you know, Apple's messages uh, on, on OS X. And uh, it's really nice because you can have all these conversations right there. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge one. Also, just put some new enhancements into the registrations so that you can have attributes on the registration. To date, it's been on the registrant, which is you know typically what you want. But it's also nice to be able to collect things for just the specific registration. So that's really nice. Also have conditional um, fields on, on the registrants. So for, say, if, you, if they pick, if they answer a question a certain way, you can then show two other questions. Um, below it. That is awesome. It, it's really neat. It's going to add a lot of capabilities to registration. And we'll eventually be rolling that um, capability into other places where we use attributes. Right now, we had to kind of hard code it for registrations because it's really unique there, um, the way it works. I won't go into all the details, but uh, we'll eventually be adding that in other places. And we're excited about that. And some of the work that we did for this will allow us to make those changes even easier um, in upcoming releases. Um, also good progress has been made on volunteer scheduling, which is a hot one. And so I feel really good about, we're actually making good, good progress on that. We still have a ways to go. I'd say we're probably halfway done. Um, but I think we got one of the hard blocks done and and in the rear view mirror. So, uh, that's great. Um, starting some work on digital signatures. That's probably the last feature that we've committed to on the roadmap that we need to get done for nine. And so we have some at least the thoughts are going into that and preparing that for development. Um, also, a lot of issues. We've been closing a lot of issues. Um, we've been busy. Uh, 
Definitely been busy. And it sounds really cool that all the added um, stuff that you're talking about right there is really going to increase flexibility. So a lot of things about Rock are great in regard that you don't have to do it according to whatever structure or standard we had thought up as we were building the product. It is inherently flexible. And this sounds like something that will add even more to that. So the options are pretty wide open. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of thinking about the other day too, is like the SMS conversation piece is a really cool feature. It's like, wow, that's really nice. And was, you know, some, you know, there, there's a couple of probably products out there that have something similar, but I think what makes Rock unique is it has so many of these things that there's, I don't know of another product that has so many things like uh, a wizard based um, communication tool that looks just almost like mail, a mail gun or a MailChimp. The SMS conversations, the workflows, the connections, the, you know, all of these things put together in one. It's like kind of unique that a product would have so much of this. Interactions, run your website. Right. All um, of these feature sets are robust. It's not just a nod in the direction of that feature while we specialize in one of, in only one or two of the above. Right. And we'll continue to make each one of them better and better. Right. And we've shown that, especially coming to mind with the, the email uh, wizard you know, our first iteration of how you send email communications was functional and it got the job done, but we weren't satisfied with it. We came back and we made a lot of big updates. Um, so I think our community kind of sees that that's how, how it works. Right. And the new tool that we rolled out for the 12 days of Christmas on the ideas has been pretty huge too. So we've been watching those ideas. We've actually implemented some of those ideas already. Some of them were already in kind of like the roadmap, but we've moved them ahead. Um, and so we are paying attention and and I and the votes count. Like we're starting at the top of the list, and it's not like we can go sequentially in order because some are a little bit harder or require uh, a little bit more care and thought. But we are looking at that ideas list. Um, That's pretty cool. Now, just a quick update on that: if someone hadn't tuned in, somehow they missed that um, uh, that gift over Christmas from Chip. Can you give just enough background that they would catch up to what's going on? Sure. We've always had if you if you had a new idea, we've always had the black book. You could submit it, and then. But that was not public because we just we couldn't scale to the the onslaught of all those ideas and the communication that would spawn from them. Um, but now we have rolled out a tool. You can get to it at rockrms.com/community/ideas, and basically you can submit your idea, and then organizations can vote up your idea. Every organization gets twenty votes every thirty days, um, and so you can push up the ideas uh, to prioritize them. And, you know, it's interesting. And, it, you know, one example uh, of an idea that's that's interesting is it's um, making rock more friendly for, for churches with one campus. You know, that's not the first time we've thought of that, but the, uh, but the amount of votes it's getting is telling mm. us that's an important one that honestly probably would not have gotten any attention in the next two to three major releases, but now it is going to get attention. It's not going to be a nine, be clear, but... Um, it's one of those, it's like, yeah, that's that's good. It, we need to focus on that, but it is going to be pretty hard. I mean, we need to really think through what the ramifications are going to be. And, you know, we will work on it, but it's not one we can just jump easily on. But I think that's a good idea. It, it's good to show that these churches can can flex their um, desires by, by voting. And by seeing that, it's already changed the roadmap um, in lots of ways, but that's that's one of them. I would say, though, if I could plug it, the better you can describe your idea, 
the oh, more votes point. you're going to get and the more likely it is that we're going to understand it and go for it. So a picture's worth a thousand words, a couple pictures worth a couple thousand words. Mm-hmm. Um, and really explain like the, the why, uh, and not that we, we just want to understand it. Like if you just put two sentences, you're probably not going to get a lot of votes and we're not going to understand it. There's a couple in there that are real done really well. And, um, it's, it's just so nice to read it when it's done well. That's great. And this wasn't on our topic list today, but right. it brings up also the, uh, the recipes gift that came in. Yep. So if someone hasn't discovered that yet, you'll want to go check that out. And that's also at rockrms.com slash community slash recipes, right? Right. Um, so share your things there. Don't just put the ideas in. Um, both yep. were really exciting things that came out in December, and we didn't uh, give a lot of attention or noise to them because there was just so much going on. So make sure you check both of those out. And those still fall under the the guise of that's just one on those features too. Like we're going to be adding more features to the ideas like we're not happy with it, so um, it's good and it's great, but we're going to continue building out those those tools for you guys. If you're a long term podcast listener, you know we're not happy with anything. That's true. <laughs> well, that's a that's a good lead into my topic, the check yes, scanner. Great. Yes. We, you know, we we uh, knew that the check scanner had to get done quickly when we first launched Rock, but it was it wasn't, I'd say, up to John's and our standards. Like we wanted to look better, so with the next release, you'll be able to download, and this is again, this is the Windows app that you get under the Power Tools uh, area. But it's gotten a total UI overhaul; it looks beautiful, and it's got a couple little new features in there that'll let you do a little bit more on the check scanning side. So you can, for example, set some control amounts, meaning if you're entering, you're going to transcribe the totals from the check on screen and you want to get them in their account fields, uh, it can keep track and make sure that when you get to the end, you're, you're, you've, you haven't gotten a typo. So that's a cool new feature. Um, and I think you'll still need to do, I mean, you will need to still do the check matching uh, mm-hmm. component, but we've just added a few more features onto the check scanning side for small operations that kind of want to do that right then and there. Yeah, and actually some of the larger ones, too, are saying they want a little bit more capability in the check scanning. And so, great. And, and it's cool, too, because we added some features, and, and by adding those features, we'll also actually be able to go back into that and make it look better, right. much better. And on the topic of things that we're improving and changing, um, we launched Rock with the disk assessment built in, um, right in the person profile, really easy to send those out, no cost at all involved, and that's been a big hit. Um, And if you were at the conferences last year, you heard us mention that we've partnered with Healthy Growing Leaders to write a series of five assessments that will all be available also for free, also easy to send out, um, easy to record and view the results on, all aimed at helping make ministry better, more personal, and more interactive. Um, So uh, an update on that, um, these are all being built for V9. Mm -hmm. um, And so we're kind of going through them one at a time. There's the revamped disc, which we have uh, and we're working on now. Um, There's a spiritual gifts assessment, which a lot of people have been asking for probably since V1. Mm -hmm. um, And that's, we've, we have that, we're working on that. That's going to be a great addition. Um, And then we just recently have been going through the beta testing for um, the conflict profile assessment, which is really interesting. And those aren't the, those 
The first two are going to be a nine, but are the rest of them also going to be a nine? The goal is, yeah, that they would be a nine. I mean, again, we're going to have to consistently iterate over the, how we apply right. these throughout the product, but to take the assessment, we hope to have that in nine. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's the goal. I mean, everything is always a, a goal, right? Yeah. And, and things change, but that is what we're shooting for. Um, so the conflict profile assessment is pretty interesting because it talks about how you naturally approach conflict in one of five ways and what mixture kind of makes up the way the way that you uniquely do that. And if you look at that as a team, you've got some really great interactive um, insights there. Um, we're also getting ready, I think next week at the time of recording, to begin beta testing the EQ assessment. And we're very excited about that when a lot of the EQ assessments that are out there are... Uh, kind of subpar. Uh, almost if you score high on EQ on the assessment, you don't have much EQ. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> and, and no humility either. <laughs> well, right. So um, we're really hoping this is a, a much better assessment and measurement tool. And it, and we've been approaching that um, with Greg and Dave at Healthy Growing Leaders in a totally different way. So this mm -hmm. should be a really great measurement tool. And then um, the final one will be a motivations assessment. Um, so we don't have an update on that one yet, um, but that is going to be also a very unique assessment and one that will be really handy in team building. Right. And just to plug Healthy Growing Leaders, if if your church is interested in even the ones we have today, the DISC and the uh, Spiritual Gifts coming, you, you really need to get in touch with them and, and bring them in to help unpack it for your organization and help apply it uniquely to your organization. Every time we're on the video call with with those two, it's it's an amazing experience, and I learned so much about personalities, about our even our own personalities. And uh, I think the conflict profile was one too that we went to him with some questions, trying to figure out like what does this mean, how do we read this, um, so that we can make it right in in the product. And just hearing them talk about it, it was like really eye opening. And I it think was. don't take it at the surface level, go a little deeper with them. Right. And they they did mention, as we said, well, how does explain some more of this angle or that angle related to conflict profile? And they said, well, this is one slice of who you are and how you are. If you really want to get into that, you need to be layering these assessments and looking at your whole team altogether, which of course is a service that they offer and they would do a, a fantastic job at that. So if you're um, building your team right now, or if you have a long-term team and you're trying to figure out how do we work better, how do we do ministry better, I would definitely consider engaging with uh, Greg and Dave at Healthy Growing Leaders to figure out how they can help assist you with that. And then you can take what you've learned there and use the assessments that are coming in V9 to extend that out to your congregation, to your volunteers, to your small groups, and you'll really have an in-depth understanding of how to use what comes back to make ministry more effective. Right. And I mean, just Greg has a gift. He Not only can he make these assessments and have the academic and intellectual capacity to do that, but he also has a gift of communication and explaining mm -hmm. them in a way that's understandable, humorous. I think his sessions at the last year's conference were, you know, two of my highlights. I just learned so much. Even though I came from an organization that was highly invested in DISC, I felt like I learned so much more uh, from him, too. Uh, so, I mean, I would just continue to, to plug them. And there's not, just to be clear, there's not, we don't get anything from that. No, we just want you guys to be maximizing th these tools. And they're an amazing resource. For In that. fact, we thought it was so important that we actually invested um, into these assessments to make Correct. sure that they're done really well and to make sure that they're perpetually free. Right. 
Um, so that's not because we're getting anything back. We just believe so strongly in this that we want to make sure that everyone understands the value of what's being given here. A lot of times in our society, value is highly tied into what you pay for something. And the value of these five assessments that are coming that have no cost is unbelievable. It's a massive gift. And I think I think you probably agree that when we talk with all these people who want to have something into the rock community, it's rare to find someone who has the same heart as the organization, you know, of Rock and Spark, and and they have that same heart, and that's why we have a special right. affinity, I think, with them. Definitely, and we joke with them. It's kind of funny. We're always taking these assessments as we try and understand them through the beta process, and then as we try to figure out how to describe them and how to talk about them. And uh, keep joking with uh, Greg and Dave, hey, you guys know us better than like anyone out there. Thanks for still liking us. (laughs) (laughs) So true. It's pretty scary stuff in there. (laughs) So uh, definitely something we encourage everyone to engage with. Um, We also have some updates on some of the other things we've been talking about. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about Avalanche? Yeah, so we know high community interest in Avalanche, and we have high interest in that too. Uh, Quick update, uh, January 28th. 8th and 29th, Southeast will be out in our offices, and we're going to be doing a kickoff to bring that into core, um, you know, get it fully integrated, probably build out a few more features, um, get it so that's a little bit um, quicker and easier to get up to speed on. Although I will say that they're, <clears throat> you know, some of the stuff they've already done in terms of documentation has been super helpful for me. Uh, so we're going to be launching that out to bring that into core to make that, you know, Uh, a piece of rock. Right. That's very exciting. And if you are tuning in for the first time, we're talking about a mobile app that's integrated to rock. Yeah. That's a great way (laughs) I should have started that. Right. Good good job. (laughs) Um, And then how about the rock cloud update? First of all, what's rock cloud? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because you think I would have learned off that last one, but I was about to just jump in. So uh, yes. So rock cloud is our web hosted managed version of rock. Uh, Rock will always be available for you to run anywhere, anytime. But if you would like to have us host it for you uh, in a fully managed environment, that's what we're working on. And and it's not just that we're just going to install Rock for you and then here it goes. We're going to set it up and configure it. You'll have SSL. You'll have, we're going to be paying for the the Google Maps um, API so you don't have to set that up. You know, it's not expensive to set it up. In fact, most churches can get away with it for free, but it's a, it's a pain for most churches even to go through the process of, of configuring that. I never tell I had to go into the Google API um, little back end. They've changed everything. I feel like I'm clicking around in there for like five, ten minutes just to figure out what I'm trying to do. And then once I get it, then they change it you know, a month later. So we're going to take care of all that for you. It's going to be hosted just right to the best practices. Um, you would think that that wouldn't be that hard, but... It is really hard. We've been all over the place. I think we've talked to almost every major, when I know we've talked to every major cloud provider, asking copious questions, looking at licensing, under, trying to understand the Microsoft licensing in terms of SQL Server, which again, you would think would be very easy, but it's actually not. Um, the more you drill into it, the more grayness there is in there, and we want to bring clarity and integrity to our licensing. So uh, we've done that. Um, now we're trying to figure out there's like, hundred different ways to do things in these cloud providers, which is amazing. It's cool. But sometimes I was telling to one of our guys yesterday, it's, it's be, less options might be better here. Um, 
So we're getting there. But what we're also learning, which is interesting, is, you know, obviously security on this has to be the forefront of our of our consideration. Um, And as we go through that, you know, we've built out some security architecture inside the hosted environment. But what we're also finding is, well, we need to administrate this. And if our internal network to our to our office is not super secure, that's actually going to put a pretty big hole into this infrastructure that we're trying to manage in the cloud. So now we're trying to figure out, you know, security upgrades even for our, our office here to make sure that everything is, you know, very secure. Uh, so this is kind of like one of those projects that you look at like, oh, this is not going to be easy. But the more you get into it, the deeper and deeper and deeper it gets. And the root system just goes down. And um, so it's taken a while. I think we're really close, though. Um, we're piloting some stuff and and plus there's a lot of automation that has Mm -hmm. to be built and we have most of that done, but we're learning new things. Like for instance, we now we're told we have to calculate sales tax for what we do. Um, That sounds maybe easy until you get the word that no, you need to calculate sales tax for the person's state city and, and possibly even piece of the city where they're at. So now we have to integrate with APIs to, to, tell us what that sales tax would be. We had to do integrations to provide services with services to help us pay those taxes. Right. There are different thresholds for all those municipalities on what's considered taxable and what isn't. Some things have um, exemptions and every single one is unique. Right. This is a great example of how regulation really <laughs> stymies innovation. Um, yeah. But we will do it, and of course we want everything to be of high integrity, but it's just really hard. I mean, it's not that anybody has a, necessarily a problem with you know, paying for shared things, but it's just comp- the complexity is just off the chart. It would be nice to just push a button and say, okay, I can, here, wh- what do you need? What's the fair and reasonable tax on this? Great, I'll pay you, but it's not right. that at all. Right. So what would you say to someone who's out there with a burning passion to run a hosting uh, system and they want to get involved? Uh, go back and reassess their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all losing some brain cells over here on this one. <laughs> so I would say they're crazy if they're going to start a web, their, a web hosting. Yeah, but let us know because if you're wanting to get involved, there's we may have roles here for, for that. Well, I don't know. I would actually say the level of complexity, to get, it, to get someone up to speed on the level of complexity and all the paths we've been down, I think would hold us back more wow. than help us. Okay. Well, maybe I was thinking somebody who has done it before. Yeah, somehow listening to this podcast. There's so <laughs> many of this different like nuances that we've been, and I think we're about to come out the other side. Yeah. yeah. So there's still a lot of work to do, but there definitely is a lot of work to do. But it's a uh, it's been a big challenge. Right. I would like to think IT One Source. Um, they've they obviously they do hardware and software sales, but they also do cloud services, and they've been really helpful to us. They've worked with us. Um, a lot, and they really know all the cloud providers. Um, so they've been very helpful in, in helping us kind of guide us through this. But at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes the best answer is like, well, there's there, there's three answers, yeah. and you know, they can't tell us which one it is because they're all three good for different reasons. And now it's up to us to ferret out all the different you know reasons why we might go with choice A versus choice C. Mm-hmm. So, but they definitely have been very helpful, and if. If you're considering, you know, needing that kind of stuff, you, you may be moving your stuff to the cloud, you should definitely reach out to them because they've got great expertise. Yeah, they've been very helpful in this crazy process that we're going through right now. Yep. 
So we've had some other changes going on as well. And if you follow us on social media, you've probably seen that our team's been growing a little bit in some ways that are kind of maturing our organization. And we're really excited about that. Um, in uh, January, we had a few, well, it is still January, early January. Uh, we had a few people join us in various roles that we just haven't had before. And it isn't that we haven't needed them. Um, it is that we haven't had the funding for them and that we just haven't been big enough to maybe need someone full time in that role yet. So we've all been wearing a lot of different hats, um, but we're really excited um, to welcome uh, Grace Hansen, who is joining our team as a project manager for the core team. Um, and she has a really incredible background, but we will get into that in a separate special edition podcast. We'll actually bring her on um, to kind of share her background and uh, how she came to be with our team and and what her um, expertise areas are. But I, I do want to mention that Grace is now going to be overseeing our alpha and beta process. So we do have 8.6 moving through that process right now, and she's helping oversee that for the first time. She's doing a great job. Yep. Very good. Good point. I should have mentioned that earlier, that the emails that everyone's getting now will say Grace Hansen. Right. Um, So we're really excited about that because that gives us the opportunity um, for people who should be focusing more on developing something or testing something to take off the hat of project management, um, which Grace does so well and is so capable and experienced at and be able to really focus. So that helps increase the capacity of our core development team. Um, We've also welcomed um, Jay Martinez into a role uh, that we haven't had before, which is a a testing and DevOps role. Now, that is not a role that takes the place of, for instance, our alpha and beta testing um, community groups. It can't even touch that. So um, we definitely need to still rely on those groups very heavily. But, um, you know, in any organization, as you grow up and as we have more developers working on our core team, we definitely need... um, someone whose whole uh, point of view and focus is on that perspective. And, and Jay will do things like uh, build the packages. In fact, Jay watched right. this 8.6 package get built because he'll be doing the next one. Which gives our developers more time to, to do development. Right. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we've been talking about for years. It's happening. I know. This is an exciting year. And it seems like, well, wow, all of a sudden, boom. But Nothing's ever as easy as it looks. I mean, you've spent, Emily, months and months and months looking for these you know, people to bring on, and we just haven't found them. And then all of a sudden, boom, they kind of It's funny how it goes in cycles or waves like that sometimes. But the number of resumes you've looked at, the number of phone screens you've done, the m- number of people you've brought in for in-office interviews is like staggering. It has been a huge chunk of my time for probably the last six months. Yeah. So it's just kudos for doing all that. And like almost everything in rock, what looks like a straight line from point A to B right. behind the scenes is a winding road of of effort and confusion and frustration sometimes. That's true. It's also uh, one of those areas where it could be confusing from the outside to look in and say, oh, wow, this organization must be really well funded. Yes. Right? Because look, they're getting these grown-up positions. Everybody's adulting over there at Spark <laughs> Development Network. And... Um, you know, I'd say we do rely heavily on our community funding, but that, you know, it still is a concern for us. Uh, the community is growing and demanding so much faster than we can that in some of these ways, we've just had to step up and trust and say, we need to do this. Um, the, you know, the 
Rock deserves to have these positions in place, um, and we we manage finances very uh, conservatively. Um, but we need our community not to get complacent and assume that everything's great. Um, do keep us in mind, like have a heart for funding the thing that is making your church run. Um, so consider that this year as you're setting that commitment up that we talked about earlier. Um, that dollar fifty per attendee per year uh, minimum suggested donation. If you're not there. Uh, I'd really do a heart check. Why am I not funding at the rate that I need to be funding in order to make this happen? You know, if you're a very small church, if you have had an unexpected uh, budgetary situation, then that totally makes sense. And we're not here to uh, stand in judgment of that. But if you're an organization that, you know, has the ability to fund any other system out there and you just haven't stepped up, then I would really question uh, why it is that you're using Rock? Uh, it's an open community, and we we share each other's burdens. So make sure that you are stepping into that role. And if you've been funding at that level, we have a lot of churches that have committed to funding above that. I like two dollars per attendee per year. And that's a huge blessing to our team. None of that money goes to anyone that's on a microphone here right now or anyone else. All it does is go back into uh, the accounts to be able to bring on the new positions. And I will tell you. There are a lot of people who are still working way too many hours to try and cover multiple positions. So it's not, um, as we talk about bringing new people in, just know that the tension is still there. I think that's probably the biggest thing I got wrong in my thinking of how Rock would grow would be that, well, once we can fund our you know, small team of three people, we'll never <laughs> need more people. And you know, you, you, I got that wrong, which, okay, that's pretty stupid to think. But I continually get it wrong because... Then I think, well, as soon as we get these people in, life can get back to some balance. And it's not because I think what you're what you're describing is the community keeps growing, which right. we know, but we don't we we feel to under we're underestimating the impact that has on even us. Right. We're being hit from all sides on good stuff. This is all good stuff. And we want to meet those needs. We want to, we want to fix those issues. Um, and when we talk about issues, sometimes like it's not that the that feature is broken. It's that all these churches want to use it in different ways. Right. And so it looks like maybe a bug to someone is an extreme edge case that the tool was never meant to do, <laughs> but we still want to be responsive to that. Um, so I guess I continually am finding myself not learning that as the community grows, the impact on our team is going to continue to grow equally. Right. And for our listeners who have been supporting us generously and sacrificially for a long time, we have a huge thank you because none of this would be possible where we are today. The growth would not be possible without these people and organizations who have just really had our back for years. Um, and we're extremely grateful for that. And to those listeners, I would say, use your megaphone to help spread the message of why churches should support rock mm -hmm. and engage people in that conversation. It might seem a little bit awkward at first. I can tell you I'm like the queen of awkward conversations related to funding and I've gotten some feedback like, why are you still talking about that? But we have to. Um, right. And if we believe in what's going on here, that's not a conversation we can abandon to comfort. Um, so if you are one of those uh, sacrificial and generous supporters, use your megaphone to talk to the community and engage them in the topic of, hey, are you supporting Rock at the level that you should be? Um, you know, let's do your part. And that, um, I think, is really the next wave of making funding of Rock possible. It has to go out through our Rock stars, through our faithful community members, and those who are are currently doing their best where they are. Encourage that. Let's like rise that tide equally across the community. 
We have one other really exciting position announcement. Um, we've been looking for a documentation specialist for seven months, I think, something least, like that. Yeah. Um, again, one of those things that sounds easy to fill. There are a lot of people that do documentation, but we weren't looking for the standard. We typically in our organization don't look for someone who's been doing it the way they've been doing it at a place that's been doing it that way forever. We want something different. And you know, you've been in our documentation. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be uh, relatable. It needs to have uh, stories and, and cases that make sense that describe how to do things, but they also describe why. And um, it's like half creative writing, half technical writing. Um, and, and someone really has to have a heart for the community and the ministry of what we do in this position. It's so key and crucial to what we do. Anyway, I, I've been plugging it for seven months. That's where that just came from. <laughs> I'm really excited to, to let the community know that we have someone starting in that role um, on the 4th of February. So we'll be making some more introductions at that time. I'm sure we'll have a special edition podcast, but this is a really, a really great move for our team. Yeah, really looking forward to that position being filled. Yeah, just in time for V9, because there's a lot of things that have to be documented. Yeah, she'll yeah. be very busy. Yeah. Well, I think too, when we bring each of these uh, new f people to our team, it's hard not to say how much time that takes to get them onboarded, right. get them plugged in, to understand our culture, our pace, the job roles. Like, I mean, this one, is, there's a lot to it. There's a lot behind the scenes of how the documentation works and the voice, the style. So it takes weeks of effort to get them up to speed. And we're learning so much as we go, too. We're finding out what did we make a mistake on or what did we miscommunicate on? How could we do that better next time? You know, I was thinking about saying, yeah, we're just in a season of high growth and learning. And then I thought, what What am I talking about? We've been on that season since the ride started. I really don't think that's going to slow down anytime soon. But do know that we're applying all of that. And as we learn more about how to communicate this, we'll be sharing that out. If there are leadership lessons that we learn, if there are things we learn about um, staffing, all of that is important to us and we love to be transparent. So that that stuff will come out as well. Um, kind of on that same topic, we've also added a couple of new developers to our SparkAbility group um, resourcing. And that's really great because we've had a lot of churches coming to us, especially over the last 12 months, with um, things they need built that really need to go into core. And that's kind of what we specialize in. That's what our team needs to do. Um, and so as there's work that needs to be in core, just by the nature of what it is, we really would have to pull core developers off of whatever they're working on in core code for the next version and put them on these other projects, which has not been super efficient. Um, so we've been looking to increase that capacity where we would not have to do that so much. So we'd be able to have developers that could be delegated to um, working on those needs for churches that are core, and then also the developers that could be working on our current core roadmap. So that's exciting too. Yep, lots of growth. Yep. Um, we also have some new websites. So just some places you can check us out and see what's going on um, before we wrap up. And that includes our Spark Development Network site. It was sadly neglected for a long time. Um, 
Yeah, it, it seems like it was mostly for the IRS <laughs> to validate right. that we were a 501c3. <laughs> exactly. And people would stumble on it sometimes and they and they would say, especially while I was interviewing candidates, oh, I found your website. And they'd start describing it. And I would think, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe they saw that website. It was not intended for public consumption. Yeah. So um, we have a new uh, sparkdevnetwork.org site, which is great. Um, and uh, we're, we're very proud of that. We've had some help with that from... Um, Marcus, who is on our team in a, a web development role as well. And then we have um, a new SparkAbility website that goes along with um, our increased capacity to bring in those core projects. So that's sparkabilitygroup.com. Another website we introduced through our Christmas project was realchip.rocks. So if you wonder about Chip's backstory, about uh, all of the uh, – chip promo items that might be out there what is um his wardrobe his wardrobe <laughs> yeah pretty much um what is like real chip that's get at the real chip dot rocks what's real chip versus what's kind of just come up grassroots you can see all of these little things it's a, a real interesting site that we'll be keeping up with as things grow so check that out and then coming soon we're also working on a rockrms.com Upgrade So that site will be changing and some of the things that we've been sprinkling in for the community will be a, a very easy navigation system to be able to get to. So keep an eye out for that. It's been a busy last few weeks. Yes. And I think it will maintain its busy pace. But yeah. it's a great way to kick off 2019 with all of these really exciting, super high impact things um, that are going on. So a huge shout out to our community, which has been very instrumental in everything that we've talked about today and will continue to be. So we're really happy to be um, doing this this life journey with you where we're impacting ministry literally around the world. Thanks again for tuning in for the Rockcast podcast. Today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. Nick was our recording engineer who turned the dials and pushed the buttons. Jim Michael handled all the audio post-production mixing. In our amazing show notes, which you can find at rockrms.com connect, were transcribed and written up by Michael Garrison. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.